Welcome to Crypto Freak. My name is Neeraj and welcome to episode 3 of season 2 of Crypto Freak. Today we are going to discuss the news in crypto for the first week of April 2019. And to help out in the news, we have a special guest. He is actually my mentor. I met him in Mumbai and uh, that's where my crypto journey started. So, without wasting any time, let me hand over the mic to my mentor, uh, Mr. Vikram Nikkam. Hi everyone, uh, this is Vikram here. I'm, I'm in crypto for a long time. Uh, one of the, um, the first things I did in, in, in India in crypto space was build an exchange. It was a, one of the first exchanges in India, it's called UnoCoin. Uh, so I founded that and uh, now I'm moving on and uh, founded a new one called InstaCrypto. In InstaCrypto, it's more like a remittance platform, uh, allowing people to, you know, uh, send and receive funds uh, via crypto and, uh, you know, execute buy and sell orders of uh, crypto instantly as, as quickly as possible. So another feature about uh, us is that we are completely, you know, uh, hacker proof because we don't hold anybody's crypto or we don't provide any wallets. Uh, you have to have your own wallets because there are many free wallets out there. You can just download one which you have a choice of yours and then use those wallets. So with that, we don't hold any, any anyone's uh, crypto. So no, no hacking can ever happen in our exchange. Nobody can ever lose uh, crypto on our Insta crypto. That's one of the features of it. Uh, the other important feature is how quickly you could get uh, INR for your cryptocurrency and uh, crypto for your INR when you send funds. So that's something we are working on to make it really, really quick. I think uh, our average is less than 10 minutes right now. Within 10 minutes, if you send Bitcoin, you get INR. Uh, mind you, when you send Bitcoin or crypto, it has to confirm the one confirmation. Uh, but otherwise, when you send funds, you get instant uh, cryptocurrency in your uh, wallet. So that's Insta Crypto. Um, I don't want to take up too much time. We'll definitely go ahead and understand what are the latest topics that's uh, going around and news that's going around. Uh, oh, go ahead, Neeraj. Thanks for the quick introduction, Vikram. So let me start with the news. The first news, uh, let's begin the news uh, from our home country, that is India. What happened in the first week is there is this exchange called Coin Delta. Now, Coin Delta was waiting for the result that is that was a result of the court case that was actually going on uh, i mean the supreme court was going to take a decision about the rbi uh, not allowing uh, buying and selling using uh, banks and unfortunately it did not work out in their way and finally they decided that they uh, are not going to continue so unfortunately uh, thing that happened is Point Delta closed itself on March 30th. And I think this is the second exchange that was closed. Uh, the first one was Zepin. Yeah, I guess this will happen if uh, there is no real regulation. Uh, what happens is like now without any real regulation, the support for these exchanges didn't come along very well with the banks, right? So because of that, I think they couldn't sustain themselves uh, this long because all this bad media is not brought any interest in uh, the in, in the public uh, to use the crypto and then all these exchanges cannot sustain maybe just a couple of them a few handful of them will sustain and survive uh, the others will find it harder because if there is no real revenue and then if you have a lot of team that's been hired and you're running a nice little platform which uh, which needs some kind of like you know uh, overheads and manpower and there's a cost to that uh, maybe they are not able to sustain. Uh, that usually happens uh, every after every like price hike. Uh, there's a lot of exchanges that's mushrooms because uh, uh, the the price of crypto, uh, the bull run, I would say, uh, just attracts a lot of people and a lot of interest in running business and exchanges. Uh, eventually, when there is a correction time, like the downtime, uh, a lot of these, uh, you know, they 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 have to stop because there is not enough. Uh, interest with people when there is a price that's going down so the correction period uh, you know markets are slow so in that time i guess a lot of exchanges realize it's not their cup of tea okay the second news is again from india there was this uh, program called gain bitcoin uh, where a part of you know, i think majority of people had invested in this gain uh, bitcoin it, i think it was some kind of mining program and ultimately, it turned out to be a Ponzi scheme. 
the owners of gate bitcoin which is uh, mr amit bharatwaj and varun bharatwaj were actually arrested like a year back so the recent news is that amit bharatwaj and varun bharatwaj have got interim bail varun uh, i mean amit bharatwaj has actually got it on medical grounds while varun bharatwaj it has got it on merit so uh, any comments on that well i guess uh, anybody can use cryptocurrency for a ponzi scheme right like how you could use inr for ponzi scheme or dollars for ponzi scheme they need uh, a method to receive their uh, you know a value of funding so they used crypto and they they were trying to build something which is of course not going to be sustainable uh, they were giving promising a lot of returns uh, it's never going to happen he was trying to build a pyramid scheme where he could like you know uh, probably loot the money of the public so that's what he did he just used the name cryptocurrency and bitcoin and you know made his own ico and then uh, those kind of scams a lot of people are very very new they have no idea and the thing by look by understanding or listening a little bit about crypto or bitcoin that it's only gained so much in value they think it'll always happen and then they invest uh, and uh, people like uh, bharatwaj take advantage of it and also with something like mining that he was calling mining forget about understanding crypto mining itself far fetched so people think okay it's not our cup of tea let's just pay this guy and get mining done and i think he even he even took some people to china to show them some mining rig which is not even his uh, but uh, kind of like showed them that making it look like that the people's money was going to be was getting spent on those mining rigs which was not actually so those kind of things scams will come along until unless government regulates i mean to say regulate not just like come and uh, build a law against it it's like regulate yourself regulate people uh, regulate something about it in terms of knowledge so you you learn about it and you regulate saying that it has to be a knowledgeable thing like somebody from the government has to take initiative to uh, you know explain cryptocurrencies and uh, bitcoin and those kind of uh, technologies to people because otherwise everybody is going to be in this dark and then we will lose out in, as as a whole in india uh, something such like a great technology that's coming in it's similar like internet right we don't want internet to be really late but we got it really late in, in india of course we flourished uh, from then if you had to have it before uh, what uh, we got it might have been a different scene we, we maybe have uh, would have had uh, better options or, and solutions through the internet now Uh, anyways we still have it we we made use of it It's similar to cryptocurrency we want to make sure that the indian people and the adoption happens quickly because the matter of technology and uh, it's a matter of who is like uh, first come first serve kind of a thing right the quicker the better okay. thank you vikram so uh, now uh, news from jamaica so jamaica is testing pilot for bitcoin and ethereum at the jamaican stock exchange like what do you think uh, about this particular news what do you think uh, about the adoption in jamaica well like, i guess uh, that was already happening so jamaica was already in uh, with crypto like uh, a lot of people i've heard that the caribbean countries were adopting to cryptocurrency much more quicker so uh, i see i think the government level people are very keen to see uh, crypto being used by in their country and that's why probably they are you know showing all their interest in bringing it on the stock exchange and all that uh, the earlier the better so i think they they are on the right track so that's that's really good uh, talking about the stock exchange do you see any time in the future uh, cryptocurrency like bitcoin ethereum may be traded in nsc or bsc oh there is never say no and i never say never right so um, i'm sure it's going to happen uh, what is nsa and bsc and all that is uh it's like a cross economy right you you allow people to come and invest in something that's going to be really useful for them so these companies are list their stock there and then uh, get funding from the public and ipo is initial public offering and that initial thing is just the one thing uh, and then eventually people are trading with that so that you know the value of the stock goes up once you buy and sell uh, the company valuation goes up the company gets enough funding to you know uh, build their ecosystem very well so it's a win win situation uh, when there is consumers and the companies they eventually they need to find a place where they can buy and sell their products in terms of share so that the company itself gets value so your bsc nsc is actually just hosting that and facilitating both people and the companies 
to benefit from it. So uh, if uh, our cryptocurrency is going to benefit both of them in the future, which is not understood yet, uh, in the future soon, it's going to be definitely useful for both uh, consumers and uh, companies, maybe crypto company itself. So they will feature soon. Uh, if they're not featuring now and we don't know how and don't no regulation, it, that is just a matter of time. Uh, within a few years, I think it needs to have a common uh, and a regulated place or a platform where it can easily get sold and bought and all that. So eventually the government also makes money out of it in terms of uh, your uh, fees that's collected on top of it. So the more the traction, more uh, you know, commerce of buying and selling, the better it is. So I think these kind of stock exchanges will definitely boost it. Uh, next news is from Japan. J a Japanese cryptocurrency exchange, CoinCheck, has launched an OTC trading desk for large-scale investors. Now, when you're talking about large scale, you can actually start trading from 50 BTC. So that's the starting point. So they've built an ETF. That's what it is. Uh, it's an uh, exchange traded fund. So similar to that, an ETF in, in uh, New York has not got its uh, green signal yet, which is uh, from the Winklevoss twins. Uh, they have their Gemini, which is an exchange. So when they want to do, when they have uh, millions in Bitcoin, and if somebody's got a million's worth of a helicopter, of a million's worth of a yacht, uh, where are they going to exchange these? Uh, you have to have a platform where you can exchange an expensive product. That's an ETF. An ETF is an exchange-related, uh, ex like exchange-traded funds. So an exchange may get uh, large sums like this of crypto or of an asset. Uh, and they would like to trade between uh, two exchanges and that doesn't happen yet, right, in New York because uh, in New York, they're not allowing that uh, funds to flow into crypto and, uh, and and do that kind of trading. So they are restricting was twins. But I guess Japan understands that that's a need of the hour. And then now that they have regulated cryptocurrency in their country, if everybody in Japan are using it, Definitely, you will find somebody who's rich or who's got more bitcoins is going to come and play around with their large, uh, you know, volumes in terms of value. So they need to be addressed and they need to be served. And I guess they are getting ready with the bigger exchanges. We have to just, uh, you know, first of all regulate it so that the common public uses it, and then we're going to get the ETF. And I guess Japan's a leaps ahead as they've already done their bigger exchanges also. Right. But next news is from Mount Gox. The Mount Gox trustee, Nobuaki Kobayashi, has sent uh, uh, letters to all the 24,000 creditors. Now, uh, uh, I think in Mount Gox, I think it, it, uh, it got hacked and then finally it closed down. And uh, 24,000 creditors had lost their uh, money. And uh, they had to uh, fill in the rehabilitation claims. And uh, so right now the trustee has actually uh, replied to those rehabilitation claims, whether it is the, their claim is accepted or not. And if it is accepted, they have gave, given the reasons. So I, I think uh, you were uh, a part of the crypto community when uh, Moundbox was there because I joined <laughs> recently. Yes, yes. When I was trying to buy cryptocurrency, the only place, the only exchange that was available was Mt. Gox. This is in June 2011. Uh, if you didn't uh, log into Mt. Gox, you could not buy large volumes of Bitcoin at that time. And Mt. Gox was like selling easily like 10 Bitcoins and above. Uh, and that was like an easy transaction, 10 to 50 Bitcoins. You could buy 500 to 1000 Bitcoins. That was the place. That was the place for uh, large volumes. Uh, for another place where you could have bought other than Mount Gox in 2011 is on the forum, BitcoinTalk.org, where you could find it, like individual miners sitting at home and then mining. They've had like about one to five Bitcoins or six, seven Bitcoins, some, sometimes 10, 15 Bitcoins. Very like you have to have built a reputation there and then meet those people. That's the only other way. Otherwise, the easiest place was Mount Gox. That's the only place. Uh, with in terms of Mt. Gox, I think there's a lot of conspiracy that's with related to that. I think the government of US itself must have funded to get that uh, Mt. Gox hacked. 
and uh, eventually when everybody lost now they're happy to you know receive uh, letters from them to you know reimburse those uh, coins looks like they have found that coins back which that's what the news i have heard of uh, but there's no real clarity in the news and i know that there's a lot of internal job that's been that's happened in mount gox at the very first exchange and i know that's uh, that those kind of things happened and eventually a lot of exchanges came along and i knew like mount gox they also will go through all these issues and they have so um something that i just thought of and it really happened but anyway in terms of mount gox yes uh, i think i'm i'm happy to see people from mount gox get their uh, crypto back uh, because like i said in 2011 when i was buying uh, bitcoin and i bought it on the forum because for me i was not interested in buying a lot of bitcoins uh, in 2011 i was so new that i was like okay let me just put a little money and get this and keep it and i want to understand this a little bit more so for that uh, i didn't need thousands of bitcoin right so uh, i really didn't i had the choice of bitcoin uh, forum or the mount gox so i just chose the forum and got my 10 bitcoins and i was really happy i made three different transactions on it and i got them in pieces uh if i had to open it in mount gox probably i would have learned less uh because with uh, buying from forum i had to you know download my own wallet the wallet was a full loaded wallet before we couldn't get any light wallet so it was like a full wallet that i had to download on my laptop with all the ledger had to you know update itself uh, so it used to take about like say 10 15 minutes to update the ledger the first time it took a little longer uh, so those kind of things used to be then and at that time if i had to buy it from mongox i would have lost most of my coins i don't know if i would ever would have taken it out and kept it in a new wallet of mine uh, by buying it on forum i actually got my bitcoins and i've not lost it uh, and also learned a lot about it through doing my own work uh, of downloading wallets and then doing things uh, i guess uh, it all worked out in worked out well a lot of people who got from mongox just left it there and they lost it all also at the same time So I think the early adopters of Bitcoin who got it through Mount Gox uh, suffered a bit, I guess. So well, uh, I, I I say all the best to Mount Gox and their users so they get their crypto back. The more the crypto is used, the better it is for adoption, anyways. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure how much they will get. Would that be 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 the value that was at that particular time, or the value that is right now? So I'm not sure how much they will get. So. let's see what happens in that sure i think this is stick to the numbers of bitcoin not the value just like numbers of bitcoin what you had you should get it back moving on next news from china china is heading the world in blockchain projects there are 263 blockchain related projects which amounts to 25% of the total world projects uh, why do you think china is always ahead I don't know if they are really really leaders in blockchain blockchain is a different aspect altogether what are they talking about is maybe uh, the more companies in china are using hyperledger uh, within their own uh, companies and systems they're trying to build something like blockchain and trying to use it they're not that those blockchains are not going to be successful they're like lands of internet if you have internet already uh, and within your company if you're running a lan system that that's very limited to you and and to your company and your users only uh, if you Uh, switch the whole system on internet then you actually become global so that's the scenario with blockchains uh, what are they running they're running little little hyperledgers for themselves uh, they're not the real blockchains blockchains are the ones who are adopted by the most people like today the most adopted blockchain is your bitcoin ethereum and that kind of blockchain or bitcoin cash and when you have features built on those blockchains and you use them at a public domain at an open space uh th- those blockchains are going to be more popular and bringing in a lot of value to the community not any hyperledgers that people are building like in china the only other only reason why uh, they are ahead is because of their hardware so that's the mining bit uh, well of course the mining bit had to be given to china because 5 to 6 years ago uh, or 10 years ago before bitcoin uh, all the chip manufacturing units and that kind of jobs were already been migrated to china so china was accepting these kind of jobs and they have the upper hand in manufacturing chips uh, if they have that upper hand then when bitcoin came along it's just that matter of uh, time that bitcoin needed the chips and they just realized 
no other country has those uh, manufacturing units anymore. Only China has that manufacturing unit because before other countries thought it was cheaper to get it built by China. So now it just happened that the crypto chips are also getting built by China because they have the infrastructure. And the West now need most of these chips and they're not going to get it because China is going to use it first for themselves and then they're going to ship others, right? So that actually uh, backfired on the Western countries uh, because they don't hold any of these, you know, uh, like uh, chip manufacturing or any of these uh, industries where it would have been easier for uh, you know, crypto mining. That is not happening anymore. So the hardware is getting built in China, so they could use the most. That, that's inevitable. I guess uh, in terms of usage, I don't think crypto is uh, as used as other places in China. They just mined and been sold. Uh, of course, it's been traded, but not like real use cases of crypto that's there in Western countries that China does not have. So every country, uh, like Bitcoin is, is a big uh, project. It's a big experiment. A lot of uh, nations are, uh, you know, coming together to make this happen. Not just individuals and, and people. So at a country level, like India provides a lot of IT support and, you know, uh, that kind of IT related, uh, tech related uh, uh, push on, onto the crypto side. Uh, China gives uh, your uh, mining side. And in terms of adoption that's going on globally, like in small things like how Venezuela is now make it, made it cheaper for their energy to be used for mining. Uh, that also brings in a little bit of interest in, you know, bringing in the mining there. But other other thing, uh, China, other thing Venezuela is adding in adoption is because Venezuela started their own cryptocurrency. That itself adds a lot of value to it. So every country has its part to play. And I think Bitcoin is so uh, diverse and dynamic that it's everywhere and everybody is like, uh, everybody's work is, is getting uh, you know, added in terms of value to the network itself. The next news is from Pakistan. Actually, uh, frankly speaking, this is the first time I'm hearing news from Pakistan relating to blockchain. So very interesting. Pakistan plans to have new digital currency regulations after, inter after the International Monitoring Body, FATF, stressed about cryptocurrency role in terrorist funding. So, uh, so they uh, want to have new digital currency regulations. So they are looking for licensing system for electronic money institutions. So... Uh, that's what is happening in Pakistan. Super. I think they just want to regulate it. That's what it means. If they want something uh, uh, recorded on the government level, that means you're, you're trying to have a regulation. Any kind of regulation is a good good move and uh, good for the adoption. Uh, in terms of Pakistan, uh, they will definitely need some kind of support from the parallel economy, not the existing one. Because in the existing economy, they're really poor and they're, they're there at the beggar's level. Uh, they're, they're getting funds from all countries because they're not able to generate that kind of funds in their own country through economy. Their economy is not as great as uh, they thought they would, it would be. Uh, they really don't have much to you know, uh, export other than a little bit of talent that's really there because I, I see a lot of talent in terms of IT that uh, is hidden in, in Pakistan. But they're not getting real returns for it. So they have to, you know, borrow money from uh, other countries to run their day-to-day uh, -day economy. So for that country, crypto will be a great relief uh, for the future. And they will definitely benefit if they start adopting crypto. Uh, in terms of uh, IMF saying uh, uh, crypto being used for terrorism, that's a lie. IMF themselves know how they track their own, uh, you know, uh, terrorists that they breed. Uh, the IMF and the Federal Bank and these kind of large institutions in the financial world are actually breeding the terrorists because how they do that, they, they fund these guys at a local level also to individuals through their debit cards and track them of where their whereabouts. Uh, if they're paying them money, they're asking them to do the job. They want to know where they are, how they're doing the job. They're doing this through their banks and through their ATM cards and ATM machines. Uh, and they're blaming crypto that the crypto is going to be used. Uh, crypto is not going to get used in that because 
the real culprits like the ISIS, they don't know how to use crypto. They don't know where to liquidate them. The products that you get on crypto is not really useful for them. What do they really need is they need cash, they need fiat. And the fiat has been supported by these banks. I think they should stop. They should look into their own uh, systems, how their systems are helping the credit now uh, and not blame on something as a new technology. Another news from Pakistan is that Pakistan's central bank aims to issue its own digital currency by 2025. Super. I think that's too late. They may issue it even before that. Because if some other country does it and it's popular, they will do it. But I guess they're talking about it and they're in, interested in doing something like that itself is a good thing because it's a, it's a positive way towards regulation. So, yeah, kudos, Pakistan, and uh, all the best to you. They'll do something so that neighbors see it and then they're like, oh, fuck, it's too late. The Pakistan is doing it. We should also do it. So let's see if that helps. <laughs> uh, next news is from Hong Kong. Hong Kong trading and management firm Branding China Group, also known as BC Group, is launching a insured custodial service for cryptocurrencies. And this is the first custodial service in Asia. And uh, uh, the reason they're doing it is to meet the appetite of institutional investors in Asia. Okay, so they, they, they understand that there is a real potential for it. They want to build something uh, as a custodian uh, and then they want to hold people's cryptocurrency. That's like same like how every exchange is doing today, giving wallets and holding people's crypto and they're actually holding it as a custodian for everybody else. Uh, these guys in Hong Kong should be the place, uh, right? Because uh, Hong Kong is the New York of the East and East is what is becoming strong now. East has got all the precious metals. Uh, East holds all the economy now. East is uh, East people are the ones who are spending. They are the spenders. The middle class is growing there uh, and it's bigger in numbers. So they are the real consumers. So East is already stronger than the West. It's just the media doesn't know what to show yet because media is controlled by the West and they should show as the West is bigger. Uh, so as we know, we, with, with the places like Macau and everything generating more revenue than Vegas, we know East is going to be the place and where is Hong Kong? Hong Kong is is like right next to Macau. And that's where uh, we will have these kind of features come up. Uh, in, term of, in terms of just being the custodial part of it, I'm not very comfortable in terms of running an institution where you're holding somebody's crypto uh, because these things are so uh, dicey that uh, if you hold someone's, first of all, I wouldn't give it to you because I, I don't trust anybody else with my private keys. But now these kind of institutions hold somebody's private keys, uh, and then uh, that's such a big risk for them and uh, to the to the users themselves who are let them have it. Uh, I don't know what kind of uh, insurers or uh, you know security systems that they're going to bring it around. And only when you know the detail, we will know how secure they are and how uh, uh, bullish they are. Somebody like me, if I ask them the questions right, I might understand if they're really going to secure my cryptocurrency. Uh, but I have a lot of experience to a lot of people who don't have any experience. They might think that, yes, they, they will secure it and they might just like blindly trust them and give them the crypto. I may not be one of those. Uh, but I guess it's still at least uh, better than nothing, right? So it, it all brings in good regulation. It all brings in adoption. It all brings in use cases and uh, value to the ecosystem or the network of crypto. So good, good all good news though. Okay. Now let's move to news from Europe. Let's start with Switzerland. So Switzerland, there was a recent study done uh, which indicated that the fintech industry is rising rapidly while the banks are actually lacking space. Uh, fintech is growing at the rate 62%. There were 356 active companies by the year end 2018 in Switzerland alone. The report specifically mentioned that the banks have to evolve to meet pace with the fintech industries. You're right, you're right. I think uh, the banks had uh, taken a backstage and then uh, sitting nicely thinking that they, they're so big to fail. Nobody's going to get touch them. Nobody's going to like uh, come up with an alternative to them. Uh, they, they thought they were so and uh, so big and too big to fail. And now suddenly realize that cryptocurrency is going to come and sweep or, or pull the rug from under their feet without them knowing. Uh, this has happened to me in person also. 
So I have met an individual who's such uh, a fanatic that uh, he was like, oh, Swiss banks are so good. We are so good at banking. Uh, no, I guess uh, that, that's an old story. Now you cannot just like, uh, like come and uh, blow your horn about my post office so good and then tell the guys who are using internet, whatever you do, internet is faster than you. So understand that this is a new technology. So if you don't innovate yourself and you think you're too big to fail in terms of being uh, holding a lot of value because your banks, uh, you're, you're, too, you're wrong actually because the wealth just migrates from one to other. Uh, today, if you think precious metals hold a lot of value, no, they actually don't. Because if you hold, sell all the precious metals, say one specific to gold, uh, you don't even make 1% of the global wealth that's there. So we are we are so distant from distant from the the real value that we thought we were going to run according to the amount of gold, that's that's yeah, that's gone. That's out of the window. So with those kind of things happening, you should know that uh, there's, there's always going to be a wave that come and take you down. Uh, you you cannot be sitting there not innovating yourself. And cryptocurrency is definitely the future. There is no two ways about it. Somebody who's going to take now even two hours. If they push themselves so hard, the banks and they do work of transactions and moving remittance and value transfer quickly as two hours for people, which is going to be hard for them to do it for cheaper rate. Uh, your internet comes along with cryptocurrency and does it within two seconds for 2% of the fees. So they can never ever compete with that. So they should innovate themselves to see what other things they can do uh, and not uh, compete with those kind of things which crypto is, is too good at. Yeah. Now, there is this exchange, I think it's a stock market called SIX, which is the Switzerland, one of the Switzerland exchange. It has listed a Ripple-backed exchange-traded product, also known as ETP. On, it was listed on uh, 2nd of April. And it is expecting more products to be added based on Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Stellar, and EOS. So similar like Jamaica. Sure, sure. So what you're saying is it's a, it's, it's a, again the level of exchange traded fund at an ETF level. Yeah. So, uh, they, they also understand that that is something that is needed now because if two banks within uh, Switzerland wants to do a large volume of transaction, uh, they kind of now know that the XRP is pushing on them so they would use XRP. But that's just, uh, that's just like a starting tip like if you want to teach somebody about internet to show them intranet, at least intranet is something that is uh, catches their eye. And then they realize better than intranet is internet. So similarly, they're going to use the XRP in the beginning just to understand that they yeah, are cryptocurrency or the digital way. Uh, it's helping them make it quicker, save costs and a lot of things. Uh, but they eventually will understand that they don't even have to depend on XRP, which is centralized cryptocurrency just because those uh, I know owners of the XRP are pushing it with the banks, they're using it now. But in the future, I think the banks will depend on a decentralized, uh, you know, uh, frictionless uh, cryptos, uh, which will help them save more costs and be more, uh, you know, free compared to what they are now in terms of how they are going to be you know, communicating with other banks uh, through, through value. With crypto, they'll become more free and they'll adopt to it so that, you know, they, they have uh, a better network. Uh, right now, I think the network of banks is a little bit tricky that they have to now focus towards their central bank and then central bank decides on how uh, these things will be moving around within the banks. Uh, if you just give an example of India. But as soon as there is uh, crypto, real blockchain-based, uh, decentralized, open-source, proof-of-work cryptocurrency has been adopted by these banks, they all become individuals and they all have will have a power like of RBI. So every bank will be a central bank. So uh, with crypto, that's the power that every bank will also get. Uh, and eventually one bank to another bank, they can communicate uh, without the need of a trust system, uh, like how we are doing it without a bank or to do a transfer of value without a trust system. Uh, they will also be able to do uh, a, a ETF level, that's an exchange-traded funds level, because you're now communicating within bank to bank, saying uh, uh, one bank may have like 100 crores of extra liquidity, and there's another corner bank in, in the world where it needs 100 crores of uh, liquidity. So the one which has meets the other which needs uh, over uh, uh, your blockchain and over the internet, 
without any trust system. The trust system earlier now that we have today is central bank. So without the need of central bank, they'll be able to communicate within each other. So it's all a good thing. Uh, it's just the bank should see that uh, and not feel that the crypto is threatening them or anything and move and look into the positive things that they can use from the from this technology. Also, uh, one more news from Switzerland. The, according to the World Economic Forum, uh, there was a report uh, which came up which said that 40 central banks are planning to have their own uh, central bank digital currency or they are looking at blockchain in their operations. Definitely, they will be running their own cryptocurrency. They will run it on blockchain. How? What kind of blockchain it will be? We'll have to wait and see. Will it be decentralized? Will it be centralized? Will the source code be open and free for everybody to view? And will it be like you know a community-built currency, or they're going to make it so centralized that only the government knows the numbers, then knows the, the the value, and they they instill the value in it artificially, which is not going to last. So all these things is is a big thing for it to now. We just have to wait and watch. Uh, that wait and watch thing is going to happen uh, anyways because like how internet was, we thought so many other options of internet uh, and trying to build solutions on the internet which failed in 1999. The big uh, you know, uh, recession that happened within the companies were majorly IT-related companies. So these IT-related companies were like 70-80% uh, you know, spent a lot of volumes of money not knowing what they were building. Uh, so that kind of uh, experiment stage will happen with crypto on every country. I, I, I welcome every country to come up with their own crypto. If they're running their fiat, why not run their crypto? Uh, if you're running your crypto tomorrow, you will learn better uh, to see how you can regulate your own crypto and then how crypto becomes easier for people to transact for yourself or as a government to transact, make it more transparent, make it more decentralized. Those kind of things uh, will be you know uh, better anyways. So... Uh, it's always a good thing to start as soon as possible. If 40 countries are doing it, it's very nice. I know, like like uh, Pakistan was saying, uh, 2025, if 40 countries are going to start, uh, they're not going to wait till 2025. They will start within the 25 days now. So uh, they will not want to lose out on uh, the benefits that they will see. The next news is from Estonia. There is this cryptocurrency exchange called Bybox, B-I-B-O-X. Now, it is rolling out a buy box orbit, which could serve as an incubator for blockchain projects. So, uh, this seems to be a trend because I suppose, uh, I think Coinbase also launched a similar thing uh, where it uh, promotes blockchain projects. Sure, uh, it's because it's in their interest also. So, similarly, I think Estonia is also doing it. Estonia had open doors to crypto and blockchain and all that. Uh, much before other countries also did. They at least voiced saying that they were happy with this and then they're going to allow that to happen and promote it. So because of that, I think they're doing their bit of it to explore into blockchain. Because what what can you do? We don't know what to do. So we just have to explore into the blockchain space to learn more and understand more. So their uh, exchange will be the one will profit from it or benefit from it the most. So they're working on that in terms of incubation. If their exchange is doing well and they want uh, these kind of developers, they can just incubate, they pick up uh, and from their own incubators and then, you know, uh, get their get their uh, talent from there. Yeah. Next news is from Malta. Malta's Financial Services Authority has approved its first 14 crypto asset agents. Now, this 14 crypto asset agents would help the crypto providers under the Virtual Finance Asset Act. And they would help this particular crypto providers to maybe in the regulations and all other stuff, all the legal stuff that is required. So I think that's, that's the step of regulation itself. I think the country Malta is now getting into regulation. Uh, how do we regulate their uh, their way of regulating is like what they've explained. So this is what they're going to do to regulate. They don't have to regulate like the way uh, Japan did it. Uh, Japan just allowed people to use cryptocurrency as a payments tool. Uh, here they, they are regulating in a different way. So these are all good things for the regulation to come in. I think every country is looking into a different part of uh, the crypto to, to take advantage and they're regulating eventually in that space. Um. 
to add to this i suppose malta is also looking uh, to be the blockchain island of the world if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah i think that they are working on that and a lot of exchanges are planning to go there also for that reason it's all a win win thing uh, if malta starts getting some companies other countries will think our companies are actually leaving our own country and then going somewhere else why not we also do something faster in terms of regulating and i think it will come up it, it will it's just matter of time okay. uh, next uh, news is from belgium belgium's financial watchdog updates the crypto related blacklist to 120 websites maybe if any customer from any listener from belgium is actually watching this podcast then you should actually uh, watch uh, that view that particular uh, watchdogs update on those 120 websites <laughs> so there may be uh, merchants i'm i'm thinking who started accepting crypto for their products and uh, if they were under the scanner from the government they must have blacklisted them uh, i don't know what uh, is really good is it uh, highlighting them blacklisted that means there is a central place and library for people who have crypto to go and use it on their exchanges uh you you're uh, you're you're kind of promoting that in a way i would say uh, so i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it is definitely definitely a great thing for adoption of cryptocurrency uh, no matter what it is good or bad okay. next uh, news is a very unique and this is the first time i heard and was surprised so uh, this is something new uh, it's news from austria here the largest energy provider vm energy has developed a blockchain driven fridge <laughs> driven uh, fridge fridge a refrigerator uh-huh. in partnership with tech giant boss the aim is to increase the aim is not to freeze any crypto assets or something like that but the aim is to increase the consumer interest in sustainable consumption of energy and uh, it will be an operated by smartphone and it will check out the temperature it you, you can actually maintain the temperature of the fridge and freezer uh, you can check if the fridge is open or closed you could also trace the energy consumption of co2 emissions so okay. this was something okay. unique <laughs> it's unique but it's just nothing but an iot internet of things yeah so using the blockchain to um, uh, you know uh, monitor that uh, on your app uh, and uh, w- what happens with blockchain all those details gets time stamped so there is a history to it that's all uh, the rest is just an iot their their fridge is now connected to their app uh, and they're able to monitor it they really don't need a fridge because they're in a cold country but their fridge now uh, is now linked to their app to say that Uh, is there enough beers in the fridge and uh, uh, is it cold to make sure that it is is chilled so yeah that's really great but i think uh, th- that's also a very good start uh, all they have to introduce now is is a cryptocurrency to this and then as soon as you do that your fridge becomes a robot and and, and a free person by itself now if the fridge now has cryptocurrency in its pocket uh, the fridge can now uh, place orders for its beer and its um, Uh, you know ingredients inside the fridge as soon as it gets empty it can get re- uh, refilled without a human intervention so the, those it's the future it's a future of iot i think uh, crypto and blockchain is definitely going to be part of it and how you incorporate that is something like this now we was what what they trying to right. even new york tried it before the new york tried it with uh, electricity related uh, products any product that would run on electricity would would be part of the iot and everything Uh, they are also getting there i think it's two different kind of an experimental stage uh, iot uh, you know uh, in with with integrated with blockchain and crypto uh, that, that's us our future so i guess uh, these are the two guys who are doing it now yeah in fact uh, the ceo actually has said that you will be able to track how much uh, energy uh, you are saving when you uh, when you are you would be able to track that so that that would actually uh, give more impetus to the solar energy and uh, all other uh, uh, type alternative kinds of energy that's the whole aim 
I guess it's a great uh, plan. Uh, it should be a success. So it, it, the success of it will help the mankind. So uh, all all the best uh, to that project. Now news from European Union. Uh, they have announced a launch of International Association of Trusted Blockchain Association application, also mm. known as INAPBA. Uh, the main aim is to bring together industry startups, small and medium uh, small entrepreneurs, uh, regulators, and uh, standard setting bodies, uh, bodies to bring blockchain and distributed ledger at mainstream level. Mm -hmm. So they're just like uh, making it again uh, sound more complicated and fancy to people to the and uh, by by adding all the words in the dictionary on that uh, which, which is all the new ones which came along with the cryptocurrency uh, what they did was all stealing before imf was the first one to lend money and then steal people's economy and uh, country's uh, economy now they're they're going they know that they're going to lose the grip with their fiat so they want to make sure they are ready with an alternative which is crypto and blockchain so they're saying all that that that's if they're doing something big because they themselves know nothing and really have no uh, you know a futuristic vision to see what is going to do and how they're going to do it uh, because they don't know that is why they're using such fancy long un unwanted stupid names uh, just to make it look complicated to people uh, they're really not going to crack anything because they just will work on things which will help other developments and adoption to happen and others to come up with better solutions uh, because anybody who trying to control something will never ever succeed in cryptocurrency and decentralized systems so the ones who have a controlled uh, past uh, they will never will be successful on the on the blockchain related uh, stuff so they can keep trying uh, whatever they try and do will give of course a media and, and an adoption uh, increase to the community so uh, it's it's a good thing for us, but it is not really a, a great thing for the ones uh, like them, like those institutions. Okay. Uh, now news from G20. A G20 member countries will need to discuss international cryptocurrency AML regulations on June 8th and 9th in Japan, uh, and they have uh, they uh, want the governor and the prime minister to be a part of it. Aim of the meeting is to establish framework to control crypto-enabled money laundering and terrorism financing. And uh, also India is part of uh, the G20 member. I think only Japan can host this and they are doing the right thing. The reason Japan should host it and why they are the only ones who can host it is because they are the ones who have regulated their country's uh, crypto usage. Uh, they've allowed people to use crypto so now they want to know how to regulate them in terms of aml standard so your anti-money laundering comes in a different level you're allowing people to use crypto of course they are using it up to a certain value say a thousand dollars or fifty thousand rupees you shouldn't be worried about it tracking so much so they know they've allowed it now so bigger volumes when they come in how do we track this bigger volumes uh, to secure aml and uh, all of those things it's the best thing to do, I guess, uh, Japan being the forward nation for a lot of things, are doing the right thing to have, uh, you know, these kind of meetings. Okay. Uh, next news is from Russia. Russian gas giant Gazprom to use blockchain in gas supply agreements. Well, I guess uh, those kind of supply uh, chains and all of these people are now very interested in using blockchain. Uh, I don't know how successful they will be, but uh, uh, it's not necessarily a great thing for them right now because they're thinking running their own blockchain internally and updating that and running it. Uh, it's not required. You already have your internet that you pro you're supported on or uh, you're, you're functioning on. And with that, you can have your regulation or your uh, uh, you know checkpoints and things like that to secure your uh, system. Uh, with the blockchain, you're not maybe using it in the right direction, but I guess uh, uh, soon we will learn, we will all learn from it, and it's always a good experience. Okay. Next uh, news is from Google. Searches for Bitcoin tripled during the price surge, like which happened from $4,100 to $5,000 plus. Uh, 
and the statistics shows that the maximum searches were done in Nigeria, Netherlands, South Africa, Austria, and Switzerland. So I was surprised to see search more searches in Nigeria. So wow. So we know who are really trying to use the technology to their fullest advantage. Nigeria and South Africa, and of course, the European countries are working on it to regain their control. But here, Nigeria and South Africa wants to be, uh, you know, part of the world uh, because right now they not necessarily are part of the world. Even though you have half the English uh, living in in South Africa, uh, they don't get that kind of feature and facilities because just because they don't like apartheid and they want to be. Uh, part of South Africa as the whole community, uh, the English have uh, like abandoned them and then put them in a in a lower grade. Uh, crypto will bring them back to the upper grade, right? So that's why uh, South Africa is working on crypto or adopting crypto to so much in that extent. Of course, Nigeria is another place, uh, but Africa is needs uh, a futuristic payments service because they don't have anything uh, that we have existing system. So if you have nothing, crypto is a great platform to come and uh, get used. So I think uh, Nigeria is, is going ahead using it. The rest of European countries are forward ahead, ahead in, uh, like forward enough to understand that they need to work on this. So I guess kudos to crypto. The adoption is nice. Okay. Uh, next news is from US. There's a service called XMR.to. Now this uh, service, what it does is it allows users to, to increase privacy of Bitcoin transactions using Monero as an intermediary uh, currency. Now they have stopped operation in US uh, for some time. So that's the, the news from US. Okay, so uh, what was it like? Uh, they they may, may have uh, found some regulators not allowing them to use uh, completely you know, what anonymous coin like Monero? Is that why they, they, they were... Uh, actually, it was not mentioned, but it was just stopped for some time. Maybe it's just one of those things. Uh, crypto things, you cannot believe that it will continue like the way it is today because uh, things change and your, your business model keeps changing. So sometimes your business model is so uh, not necessarily in, in track with the vision or, of crypto or, or the future of crypto. So you may want to take breaks and then save costs or whatever that is. That must be one of the scenarios. I'm thinking. Okay. Next news is uh, the United States Security and Exchange Commission, also known as SCC, is looking to hire a crypto specialist attorney advisor for its division trading and markets. I guess it's high time. They should have done this long time ago. Uh, well, uh, it's never too late. So... You should they, at least they're doing it now to get this thing uh, rolling. New York would have been one of the the places for trading of the world, right? So uh, the most financial transactions happen there in terms of one small city. Uh, so I guess uh, this this is like very clearly the future. So the, it's about time that they start hiring uh, talent like that and understand how to regulate it for the future. Uh, next news is from Coinbase. Coinbase expands into cross-border payments. Now you can transfer funds to any Coinbase user around the world using XRP or USDC, which is a stable coin. So how was... I, I didn't understand. So the users can use the XRP uh, while they have Coinbase account? Yeah, like, uh, uh, like two... People who have Coinbase account, they can, they can transfer from one to another. People have Coinbase account, they can be in any part of the world, transfer anything between uh, two people within that Coinbase, whatever you provide. Coinbase provides Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash and other cryptos that you should be able to transfer within uh, each other's wallets. Instantly, that's always there. Uh, I did not understand the part if Coinbase already gives you Bitcoin and Bitcoin can be transferred between two users of Coinbase instantly. Why would so you? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, they must have added XRP and USDC recently. Maybe uh, it's a new addition. Uh, so you can use this also. Yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. I think Coinbase is expanding uh, at a good pace. So kudos to Coinbase. I'm looking forward to some real use cases of Coinbase for India also. 
PayPal has made investment in blockchain startup Cambridge Blockchain, which focuses on leveraging technology to give users more control over digital identities. I think uh, this is just like matter of uh, expansion of how blockchain and crypto came along. So they're uh, they're expanding in similar fashion uh, to other things to see how blockchain can be useful uh, for their own interests and their systems. Um, it's just uh, a development in, in in that space. So I think uh, PayPal also wants to you know be innovative, not being left behind like the other banks. So that innovation part is making them do all that. Great, great news for us. There's a report from Identity Management, a San Francisco firm called OKTA, Okta, uh -huh. uh, and it says that 61% of high-profile companies are in, uh, investing in blockchain. And uh, the rest all, uh, that is 68% uh, are investing in AI, that is artificial intelligence, 72% in IoT, Internet of Things, 61% blockchain and 58% augmented reality. So I think if any business wants to expand, uh, they will have to look out in this particular uh, fields, right? Sure, but I think they've missed the major uh, part of, of the new tech that they have not uh, working on. AI, crypto, IoT, everything is happening from a long time, but the cryptocurrency itself being adopted, uh, nobody's working on that because they don't see uh, a, a revenue model other than that existing model that they know of, of the financial system. Because uh, they're getting revenue from that, they're just thinking that that revenue is going to be secured by all of these other things that they're going to do around it, which is blockchain, IoT, and AI. But they don't realize that that itself is a threatened piece of structure, which is the financial system of this existing model. Uh, the crypto is going to be the parallel one. And if they understand crypto and put a little effort into cryptocurrency itself, not just the blockchain, probably some things will come up for them even for uh, through that uh, to, you know, to make their company bigger. Otherwise, these kind of uh, investments, every company has to do because they know internet was like the biggest thing that happened to the companies. Uh, and the company now knows that internet helps in terms of IoT, blockchain, your, your other things are, are easy on the internet. So they are working on that. Maybe some of them, they've not understood like using crypto itself. Uh, in future, with time, they will learn that too and then probably you know, explore that option. Coinbase is the only business in the crypto space in US to be featured in the top 50 companies according to LinkedIn. Uh, it actually stood at 35th place, uh, which was well ahead of Twitter, Intel, and JP Morgan. Mm. Finally, we have something before uh, ahead of JP Morgan Chase because he had his time being on, in the front. Now he knows that he has to be at the backstage because he was too late to even buy crypto, right? He, he speculated wrong first and then he speculated again some bullshit to pick up uh, crypto for cheaper. Uh, well, that's all he can do. He just realized that, oh, I can only buy and keep it in my pocket, uh, but I cannot really do anything with that because I have a stupid, uh, you know, a corrupt system of JP Morgan Chase, you know, in hands with Federal Bank. We are running this already. I don't know how to run the crypto. So he will not learn very easily. So we can already see that he's been left behind by Coinbase. Uh, soon, I think all the other banks will also get left behind. Uh, and all uh, crypto-related uh, business will stand ahead and stand first in, in companies' uh, list. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah, well, hopefully, um, maybe when the next report comes in, I think we would see more crypto companies here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Next news is from Canada. Canadian Canadian police have frozen assets of its fuel token issuers. The owners of this token had used the money that they got from the token for their personal purpose instead of building any product. So these was this was a very common complaint in majority of ICOs in the year 2018. 
So very right, very right. That's that's how it's going to be. So if uh, they don't intervene and they don't uh, arrest someone, everybody will think it's an easy money. Let's throw an ICO and pick up more money from the people, from the investors, from uh, token sales. So all that has to get a little regulated. So if you catch one group and then uh, tell them what the wrong things they did, uh, probably in future the other ICO guys will not do that and then make sure they will uh, you know launch something which is user friendly for the public, for the community, not just for their own pockets so all good i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the, how they can how canada is going to grill those guys right uh, next news again from canada is about a cryptocurrency exchange called coin square uh, one of the canadian top cryptocurrency exchange is launching a stable coin which is backed by canadian dollar uh, also known as ecad so uh, coin square is launching stable coin what do, what do you think about the stable coin? Because there are a lot of stable coins in the uh, market right now. So the stable coins I see has got some good potential to uh, you know um, fix the loopholes of this uh, crypto. Uh, the loopholes may not be uh, like bad thing for a lot of uh, cryptos, but the fluctuation part is is one of the key things that I was talking about. Uh, maybe a little bit uh, hindrance for certain uses of the crypto so uh, like i said i, I don't really uh, you know mind the uh, fluctuation because if it doesn't fluctuate uh, there is no interest in trading a lot of people don't trade if this doesn't fluctuate and also if it fluctuates it doesn't not make any difference if i'm doing value transfer because it's instant you're not losing any value there is nothing to lost uh, when you instantly send some value across in crypto uh, but uh, yeah the, what was the question again i'm sorry uh, Oh, no, I just wanted to ask you, what is your view about the stable coins? Yes, that was the point. We were talking more about more stable coins coming up. Yeah, with all that uh, that I was just saying, uh, eventually we realized stable coins have got a little bit potential. And uh, they're kind of like becoming uh, useful to a lot of uh, people and a lot of exchanges. So I think stable coins are those uh, which without the government's involvement, somebody is going to release one coin which is going to be stable to that country's fiat. And the numbers will, of course, depend on how they regulate that uh, particular codes and what is the high numbers that they're going to set on. But the valuation to stick to that particular country's fiat helps in, uh, in uh, a lot of ways of adoption to the new crypto because there is no fluctuation part in it. So that, that, uh, like you said, you rightly said that many, many countries or many uh, places, these stable coins are becoming popular. Uh, I think that will be one of the keys. We will uh, definitely see uh, more countries adopting to stable coin. And maybe before government releases any coin, um, the stable coin may become a, a parallel or uh, your rightful uh, you know, replacer for the fiat in that country. Let's wait and see. I think that's going to definitely push the fiat aside. Well, how about the problem that happened maybe an earlier about uh, the USBT? Uh, it was earlier, they said it was backed by the dollar, but then they uh, it, they had different versions to it. So, <laughs> so uh, are they really, are the stable points actually backed up? So no, is, they're not backed by anything, but they're just like giving uh, the same value as your local fiat that it's in it's in that particular country. Uh, they're all different models. Different people have uh, released it in different ways. Uh, I would say a stablecoin should be decentralized and should hold the value, of course, should have a mechanism where uh, if, if there is no real demand uh, for it and if there are a lot of supply, uh, it should not uh, get spread and then devalue itself to make sure that it stays at the same price as the local fiat. Uh, your, your demand is less means the less coin should get distributed and the remaining should get should get just burnt. Uh, the, the code should be written in a way that uh, uh, less of uh, you know uh, inflation comes into play uh, when when you have stable coin. And I think uh, the, the future will, again, like with our experiments, will make it better and better. Okay. Uh, next news is from BitMEX. Uh, BitMEX has uh, decided to refund users who lost money during 
the BTC bull run after there was a technical problem which affected its contract. So uh, what happened? Uh, are you aware of Bitmex? I think it's a margin trading platform where you could put in some Bitcoins and then you can uh, trade much more than that. But what exactly happened was when the Bitcoin price rose recently, uh, some of the contracts automatically closed and uh, the people suffered losses. So they have now decided, Bitmex has now decided to give back uh, the money uh, to people who have. So I guess it's all learning curve. Uh, like they, they build some products around when Bitcoin does not fluctuate too much in terms of gaining a lot of value, like a bull run or bullish times um so uh, they they uh, build products without knowing how it's going to sustain when when there is a sudden price surge so these kind of experiments are uh, just just uh, building the future and building the path for crypto because you you build something like that and you suddenly see when the price goes up you cannot sustain uh, it, it's a good experiment these these kind of experiments even if it shuts down gives a lot of uh, value to understand how we can build businesses around crypto in the future. Okay. The last news is from Binance. Uh, Binance is opening a branch in Singapore in late April. Now, uh, it will be using the fiat to crypto uh, service. So you can actually convert your fiat to crypto and crypto to fiat using that. Service. That's in Singapore, right? In Singapore. Yeah, I think uh, Singapore is already regulated. I think they are allowing more uh, businesses to come and uh, interact in uh, in their country via crypto. So that's just a, a great adoption, uh, you know, catalyst. So all, all good. We will definitely see some better news coming out of uh, adoption uh, through that country if you allow all of these features to happen. So. Those were the news for the first week of April in the crypto world. Thank you, Vikram, for your time. And would you like to add something? No, I guess uh, this was a, a long one. Probably because you're doing it after a long time uh, or the first one of this kind. You had a lot of news. So uh, it was a good long one. I, I think uh, if we are really following it up every week, we may not have so much news, so we will definitely add some uh, credits to that and more value about crypto to that with our experience. But I think I don't want to add anything more. Uh, we've, we've heard enough about what's going on around the world. Uh, it all leads to adoption and uh, we are looking forward to more of that. Okay. Thank you, Vikram. Thank you very much, Iran.